Hi, thank you for joining us today. Last week, we talked about exercise and food and different nutrients that uh, we think are very important and whether or not you need extra nutrients for exercise. Um, but this week, we are talking about the mucosal system and the microbiome as well. And what the heck is this? It's a kind of a hot topic right now. There's some new science out there. And so I, I think it's something that's very important for all of us to learn about because it affects so many different aspects of our health, from our physical health to our mental health, and even our body size, which just sounds crazy. Um, so what is your microbiome? Your microbiome is all of the uh, microbes. I'm trying to think, we call it good bugs and bad bugs. Um, when you take an antibiotic, you know, we're killing the bacteria in your gut. Well, the antibiotic kills good bacteria and bad bacteria. And we need to keep the good, the healthy, the strong bacteria. But there's also these other things in our body that we think of as bad that may be good. We have bacteria and viruses, um, even parasites and fungi in our body, but they have to be maintained in balance. It's kind of like your own little ecosystem in your body. Think of your forest. You have a forest in here, but it's on your skin. It's in your entire mucosal system, your nose and mouth all the way down through the outside. Um, it's just everywhere. And it's they all interact with each other to help you stay healthy. Their job is to maintain your health. If you are out of balance in your microbiome, then you may have inflammation. Um, you may have some sort of chronic illness. You could even just have a, a, a cold or a virus. Um, your mucosal system helps you to absorb nutrients. Um, it helps to create different nutrients. And it's just crazy what all that they do in there. And they can even um, be involved in food cravings. Like if you are constantly craving sugar, it could be a nutrient imbalance changed your microbes and those microbes in there they like sugar or they like i don't know those corn chips that you eat all the time and they're always crying out for those stinking corn chips it just depends on what you have going on in your body anyway um i know before we got on the call daniel mentioned um you the microbiome and gut bacteria and your mental health would you like to add um or tell people about that well, there's some new research showing that <clears throat> people who are more prone to depression, they have fewer of the, you know, like the good bacteria and more of a certain type. I can't remember the, the bacteria they have, but they have more of a certain type of bad bacteria in the gut. And this causes inflammation in the body. And once you get inflammation in the body, it can go anywhere. And they're finding that their brains may have more inflammation in them because of their gut imbalance. And so when the brain is inflamed, you're more prone to depression, anxiety, and eventually it could probably lead to things like, you know, uh, memory problems a bit, uh, up down the road. But fortunately, there's things you can do to improve your gut balance. So it's not yeah. like you're doomed, you know. Right, right. And um, one of the bad things about antibiotics. I mean, sometimes you do need an antibiotic. I'm not telling anyone do not use antibiotics. Um, sometimes you do need an antibiotic for certain conditions. But when you take an antibiotic, like I mentioned, it kills um, the quote unquote good bacteria and bad bacteria. 
what it does is it we have both of them in there but it will kill off some of them but not all of them and so when you stop taking your antibiotic the ones that survived they grow faster than the ones that you need to recreate you need all of them in there to for all these different body functions and so then you end up with a bacterial imbalance um, a lot of people um well hopefully when you do take an antibiotic when you go off of it you take some sort of uh, probiotic or you eat prebiotic rich foods to help restore all of the correct nutrients that you need in your body um, there are several um, herbs that are also useful as antibiotics i didn't mean to get on the topic of antibiotics but there are some and some of those can still kill the wrong ones as well um, they can wipe them all out so you, a lot of times we depend on using natural methods herbs and essential oils because we're afraid of taking antibiotics but sometimes they can be just as harmful at throwing off your balance and so it's very important to work with someone who can help you maintain the right balance so you're i wanted to talk about the mucosal system too because we have this system running from the nose and the mouth all the way through that has this light coating um, it's made just like our skin. It's all the same thing. You know how we have little pores on our skin. We have these little um, pores, little hairs too, that help to attract things. They help move things along. They help to absorb different nutrients and different bacteria. And they're also, like I said, will help even create different, like you, you make B12 in your intestines. Um, vitamin K, I mean, these different things are made using nutrients in, in our body. So we need to maintain a healthy mucosal system as well as a healthy uh, microbe, um, microbiome. Um, so things that help are the same foods and herbs that we use for optimal health anyway. We need lots of fiber. So people think, I say people think, that's not a right way to word that. But we, we have been taught that when you eat fiber, fiber is just for bulking. You eat it to bulk to help things move out of your body, but that that's not true. We need the fiber because those different fibers feed the different microbes in the body. Different ones feed off of the prebiotics that you find in different foods, like um, maybe some strange foods that you've never heard of, maybe Jerusalem artichoke um, or burdock root or chicory root. You know, these different roots, they are all um, wonderful prebiotics, jicama is a prebiotic we don't see as often that all of those provide different fibers that are good for the body and the whole mucosal system um, but we can also damage the mucosal system if you eat inflammatory foods um, like if you don't know that you have a gluten sensitivity and you're eating a lot of gluten then you're wearing off all those little hairs those little hairs that are inside your intestines they get worn off it's like you're bumping them you're scraping it you're scraping it you're scraping it you keep scraping it eating something that your body doesn't need and so you get a little hole in there and that not only throws off your microbiome it can lead to even things like autoimmune illnesses and so it's very important to find um, what foods are right for you and to avoid certain foods and we were just talking um, briefly before about dairy and how inflammatory dairy is you know if there's only one thing that we would tell someone that they need to let go of it would be dairy now i've seen studies that raw unpasteurized dairy it's handled completely different in the body. It also is very full of live bacteria. Whether or not you should consume that 
I am no expert. I don't consume it because I know dairy is very inflammatory. So there could be some truth to that. I'm not an expert in that. Um, so if you're buying dairy at the store, that is highly inflammatory. That has been um, processed. It has been pasteurized. All the bacteria in there has been killed. Um, usually it's homogenized. Um, other ingredients are added. They add supplemental vitamins that could be harmful too, and all that could be inflammatory and cause inflammation in the microbiome. Anyway, I didn't mean to take off and go on a tangent here. And Daniel, what would you like to say about the uh, the mucosal system or the, the microbiome? Well, I think a lot of people don't understand how to maintain it, which you were talking about. <clears throat> if you take antibiotics that you should re try to replenish the body, with either probiotics or foods that have prebiotics. And I think it's one of the reasons why we always, we, you know, Jennifer and I, we teach a plant-based diet, but one of the reasons I believe the plant-based diet is so healthy is because those are the foods that feed your bacteria that the body uses to produce the, the good bacteria in the gut that we need to stay healthy. So all these foods are rich in fiber. And, and of course, we're taught, it's drilled into our head at School of Natural Healing that health starts in the gut and the bowel you have to make sure that you're pooping and uh, we talk i'm no uh i don't like poop is you know it's not, i don't have some poop fetish or anything but <laughs> <laughs> we have to have a regular bowel movement to stay healthy it's like vital and they used to know this i mean doctors the old school doctors way back in the day, they would teach the same thing about this. They would teach how important it was for your bowels. I mean, my mother is 75 and her generation, her parents, they would at once a month, they would give their children something to clean their bowels. They knew this back then. They knew it was important to keep the bowels healthy, to keep the child healthy. And now this information has been glossed over a, a, a modern doctor will say oh it's uh, it's not nah, it's not necessary but it is necessary and not and having one bowel movement a day doesn't mean you're regular you should be having two to three a day if you're eating a high fiber plant-based diet it is all has oh, coincides with keeping your gut healthy I mean, it scares me sometimes to read about this gut health science because I'm like, oh God, I hope mine's healthy enough because they're saying if your gut's not healthy, it can lead to like heart disease and cancer. It's because of the inflammation. I mean, you know. Yeah, and you know, I was talking about prebiotics, which can be unusual for people, but there are foods that are prebiotics and are everyday foods, you know, onions, garlic, bananas, um, whole grains, all of those, they have prebiotics, but they also have um, other nutrients too. They help to feed all of, you don't have to, you don't have to buy something that says it's a prebiotic. No. Just, we, it's like a broken record. Eating a wide variety of plant foods is going to give you plenty of fiber as well as nutrients that your body needs and nutrients that your microbiome needs. And when we eat foods that are not right for our body, like I mentioned, the gluten or the dairy, um, then we are, that's when we're disrupting the microbiome. And so to maintain it, we need to make sure we're eating foods that are right for us 
how do you know if they're right or wrong? You know, ha just having an annual physical, which it goes kind of against the school of natural healing, um, but an annual physical. I mean, you can see, you know, if any of your blood markers are out of range, then something's off. You know, you need to, there's, there's something, something's off. And so we need to find a way to balance that. You're, you're, those shouldn't be wrong. Now we can go off on a tangent on that too, because when you have blood panels done, they compare you to what is normal. Well, I don't know about you, but when I look around at the average population, I don't want to be normal. I want to no. be optimal. And so that's where you come into functional medicine and functional nutrition. There's, you know, we can be normal. So if your blood markers are off on the normal panel, then you definitely need to work on your microbiome. Um, <laughs> if otherwise you want to go to the optimal levels. And so that's a whole nother chart and a whole nother subject. But just looking at your annual physical, you can tell if something something's off. And something's off, then the first thing I do is look at the foods. You know, are you eating any inflammatory foods? Are you drinking alcohol? Is added sugar a part of your regular day? Are you eating processed grains? Are you eating um, boxed cereals that are not organic? Mm. Um, if you are eating boxed cereals that are not organic, then you're eating pesticides. Um, all grains are sprayed for harvesting. All grains, unless they're organic. And so then they use them to make your cereals or your crackers or your breads. And they don't do it to be evil. Um, no one was ever taught that this is a bad thing to do. It's to help with machinery and efficiency. If we let plants dry on their own, some will dry completely, some don't dry all the way. And then when those machines go to harvest the grains, those damp ones clog up the machines and they get the machines all gunky and they have to stop, clean the machine and start over or wait a little bit longer until more grains are dry. And then some get moldy, a whole nother topic. And so if they don't do that, they can spray it, spray the whole field at once. Everything dries really quickly and then they can harvest it. And so whenever you buy a box cereal, you wanna make sure that it does say organic. That scares me because what do we give babies? You know, one of the first foods you give them is Cheerios. Um, does Cheerios say organic oats? It oh. doesn't. And so we're starting off this whole generation. I'm guilty too. My children were started off on Cheerios. I didn't know. Um, and I don't know exactly what year they started spraying all of them and so, um, hopefully only one child was exposed, but I think probably both were to uh, sprayed oats. Um, so that disrupts the microbiome. You know, the pesticides are used, I'm getting off on a totally different subject, but pesticides are used to um, affect the gut of an insect. And so they, the insect's gut kind of explodes and that's what kills the insect. So that's made for insects. It's not made for humans, but who's to say that that's not affecting our same gut bugs? You know, it might not be exploding our intestines, but it might be exploding our special friends, our little ecosystem inside of our own intestines. Now that could be my own theory, um, but that is definitely something that I, I am suspicious of. And so if you're buying anything like that, Try not to buy processed um, box cereals. There are healthier ways that you can eat. Um, but if you are, make sure you're purchasing organic. Yeah, I think even Walmart has organic Cheerios now. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I love Walmart or anything, but if it's where you have to shop, they do have organic yes. choices. So. Well, you know, that's, you know, that's a good point. And this could be a topic we could talk about at another time too. Uh, a lot of people say, I can't eat like you. It's too expensive. Yeah. Well, Walmart has really gotten, I don't want to promote Walmart. They're a big, huge corporation, but the fact of the matter is they are really offering more and more organic um, produce and organic, like we buy organic nuts and seeds there. You know, if we run in to get something else, you know, we'll run down the aisle really quick because nuts and seeds can be really expensive. Oh yeah. Um, and you can get them in like a big, you can get a whole pound bag, you know, at a, a really good price and they're organic. And so we don't, we don't shop there regularly, but that is an option for people. Yeah. That would be a good topic. How to eat this way on a budget, because yes. it, if you don't know what you're doing, it can be daunting, especially yes. now with inflation. Right. I'm writing that down. How to eat this way on a budget. So I'm, I'm wondering if we've covered everything. So it's the microbiome is so important for your entire health, your entire body. Um, you know, I talked about, uh, Daniel talked about mental health. Um, and inflammation, um, it, it really controls your whole health. And we're not, it's not just specific to us humans. This is how the environment outside works as well. You know, as we, I've been studying mushrooms, my husband more than me, but mushrooms, they communicate with each other and between trees, they carry nutrients between trees. It's fascinating to me that that is, I mean, that plants would communicate this way. Well, the more we learn about that, the more we learn, wait, that's what our body's doing too. And we have these different cells. They're all communicating with each other. And so are the bacteria and the viruses. I mean, a lot of times people wonder how they get um, like parasites or parasite infections. Our bacteria and viruses can even transform, which is crazy. And so I didn't know that until recently. And so if you could get a viral overgrowth that can actually transform into a different form, and that's what starts breaking down your body. So the way it works in trees, they the mushrooms, they send different nutrients to the different trees to maintain the health of the tree. And when the, if a tree gets um, a, a bad disease, it, you know, I don't know what affects the disease, affects the tree, but the tree starts getting really sick, then it starts sending different signals to break down the tree because the tree needs to go back into the earth to fertilize um, to start something else. So, I mean, this could be total my own, my own, I'm making up a conspiracy theory. You know, maybe that's what's going on in our guts too. You know, maybe it's maintaining our health, the different bacteria and the viruses and parasites, they're all communicating with each other to restore our health, keep us in balance. But what if we get too sick? We do something too damaging to our body and it starts sending signals the other way. You know, and it's like, you know, it's time to break this body down. And then we have increased aging, lots of inflammation. Um, we start aging faster and our, it's, it's breaking us down. You know, the, the microbes, they really do control our health. And so, like I said, maybe I'm making up my own conspiracy theory, but that's how it works with the plants and the trees. And so you can call me crazy, but I, I kind of think, you know, it's very, very important. We need to start focusing more on the microbiome, more on eating foods that are healthy, anti-inflammatory, and el eliminating these other foods. And we can restore the balance by eliminating, you know, sugar. You know, sugar is the biggest one. Um, caffeine. So I do a lot of uh, genetic analysis with people, um, with different clients, and we'll find, you know, some people 
caffeine is a, an extreme poison for them. Um, I happen to be one of those. And so my body, if I'm exposed to caffeine and something else, my body's going to choose the caffeine to detox first. So if I just ate an apple full of pesticides, it's not going to handle the pesticides. It's going to handle the caffeine. And so those pesticides are going to stay in my body longer, causing more damage. If I had high estrogen, you know, a lot of people, all cancers can be estrogen dominant, you know, I, and I sin runs in my family. Um, I could have a lot of estrogen in my body and I'm drinking a Coke and maybe I'm having coffee during the day. My body's going to focus on the caffeine from the Coca-Cola and I shouldn't use names and the coffee and let that estrogen recirculate. Well, guess what's going to happen? That estrogen is going to continue to build up. Now, that is not the microbiome. I'm on a totally different subject. But you can see how the body can, um, that could create more, a dangerous situation. I could start growing cancers. My microbiome might start communicating that, you know what? This is growing out of control. It's time to start breaking this body down. Wow. That's some interesting, I didn't know all this. And that, I mean, that's a, definitely a, a good theory there. I think that could definitely have some truth to it. Very yeah. interesting. So I think it's important that we learn, like for me, that's where I was going with that. With me, caffeine is wrong for me. And so I can't have caffeine and I know I shouldn't have caffeine. And so it's eliminating the caffeine. That is going to help me with my maintaining of my micro, microbiome. We're all individual. It does not for everybody. Some people can't actually handle caffeine. We've seen studies where coffee um, helps some people. It just doesn't help everybody. And that can go with every food. Um, I have, I know someone who's allergic to apples, you know? Mm. And so it's amazing that something like that could happen, but I love apples. I can't imagine if I was allergic to apples, but so, I mean, an apple is not right for everyone. It's not right for his body. Something in his body changed um, so that, so it's important for us all to find, you know, if we're not well and you want optimal health, finding what is causing inflammation and correcting that and healing the mucosal system, making sure you're having those good bowel movements every day are so important. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think we've probably covered the whole gamut. Sorry, I got off on a tangent. Thank you for joining us today as we talked about the microbiome. And I think next week we're talking about eating this way on a budget. I think that was an excellent topic. Um, I wrote it down. And so please join us next time for that.